much is I used to do the countdown for these. Um, but I don't really do that now. So welcome to episode 77 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of baseball fan website, StoryModeGaming.com. I'm your host, Home Run, Jesse Munro, and I'm joined by, fuck, I need to come up with three other baseball things. Oh, shit. Second base, <laughs> Keelan Simpson. I see where you're going. <laughs> yeah, this is good, isn't it? <laughs> Third base. Oh, Simon mm-hmm. Evans. Oh, reach around Evans. <laughs> and home round, Josh Connor. Hi. How we doing, how we, how we doing my base boys? <laughs> oh, dear. This is already <laughs> falling apart, hasn't yeah, it? Dude. Just, just to bring even built. Uh, the topic back onto sort of, you know, video Baseball. games as we are a video game adjacent podcast. Cut! straight away you can't just grab the wheel as i've taken a detour into a cornfield <laughs> have you have you guys seen that list of names that a japanese game developer came up with for um a baseball team comprised of americans and what? the names are like absurd like ridiculous they, they they sound vaguely american but they're not names they're not what <laughs> people are not called these names like that like incredible cut, cutler <laughs> I need this list. Yeah. So, for, for anyone wondering why we're talking about baseball, just before we started recording, we found out massive bombshell announcement. Josh Connor, you're a bit of a baseball, a bit of a base boy is the term I that I'm coining. As a boy, I always wanted to be a baseball. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, I, I went through a, I went through that phase. You know, every young Australian boy goes into out in the sticks. I got super into baseball. Uh, <laughs> Well, did anyone else like baseball? You're the first one I've met who's like, I like baseball. Um, not particularly. I mean, like, no, not particularly. I just, I, I mentioned. I, I remember, like, uh, I used to do some modding um, for some streamers and stuff, and they just they were into baseball. Watched a couple games as part of that, and just yeah. I am. Um, this is I, wild. I did. I did uh, mention baseball uh, a couple oh, times early on oh, yeah. in, in our podcasting days. Um, which I've kind of fallen off that wagon now, but um, I, I understand what baseball is conceptually, but I still don't understand how America can be the only country competing and yet still declare themselves the world champions. Yeah. Confidence. Confidence. I mean, I think we're the no, that's just bad the science. It's just bad I think we're science. the best video game podcast. Like if you've got a sample a size podcast, of one... Right, if you've got a sample size of one and you declare that thing's the best thing, that's terrible science. It is a it's little true, strange. <laughs> it'd be bad science if they said they weren't. All right. Well, no, it'd be I more. Fa- I found it. Okay, I need this list. I need I this found, list. I don't I found the care list. for your WA science. Okay, it's not real. Okay, West Australia doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm going to give you some of uh, K Dog's top picks from this list. Um, the game is called Fighting Baseball for the Super Famicom. Okay. <laughs> and some of the American American players' names, the best best ones, Willie Dustus, Sleeve <laughs> McDykel. <laughs> Sleeve McDykel is just top tier. Todd Gonzalez. That's a that oh. you heard it with a B. And hey, my, I, I Todd like Gonzalez. <laughs> my personal favorite, Bobson Dugnut. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for this shit. <laughs> I ain't buying it, man. Bobson no Dugnut sounds like Slim Dusty's twin. 
What are to me? That's a very like Australian name, right? Bobson Dugnut. I could see that. Oh yeah, the Dugnuts nice. down the road. Bobson Dugnut. Bobson. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I thought I was derailing the podcast with baseball talk. You've derailed more with your Bob with your Bob Nut or whatever it was. How are we all doing, Josh? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. I'm having a great time. I'm uh, playing that Final Fantasy VII remake again. I um, went back. I uh, actually put up a post today um, about a little bit of a indeed. little bit of an issue I ran into. Um, just a, a conundrum I've stumbled into um, when playing uh, PS5 games, and that is whether or not I should play the PS4 version first because uh, that way you earn trophies for the PS4 and PS5 version of the game. Um I don't know. I was really looking forward to playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, the PS5 version, um, until I realized, hey, I still need to go through and finish up the trophies on the PS4. Um, ended up just playing the PS4 version, getting the trophies, moving my save data over to PS5, popping them again, and now I'm playing the DLC on it. And I'm so, okay. having a great time. You're more of a trophy person than me. The trophies don't carry over. No, um, so oh, like, like two different sets of trophies. That's exactly right, man. So like, there's two different sets. Oh. Um, I know a lot of people don't care about this stuff, but um, you play through it on PS4, um, and on, if you like, when they come out with a PS5 version, same set of trophies, large majority of the time. Um, and if you are able to transfer your save over through Sony's arbitrary save transfer program process. Um, you earn those trophies yet again. So it's two platinum trophies, essentially. Um, back in the day, PS3 to PS4 or Vita, um, they're all separate and maybe you could move your saves over, but I enjoyed, you know, having a favorite game that I knew I could return to in a couple of years on a handheld, um, experience it again um, and earn a pl- another platinum trophy. It's a nice encouragement to kind of go back and it feels like I'm not wasting my time in a dumb way. I know that sounds really silly, um, but it's just not like that on PS5. And I'm I'm not really experiencing a lot of these PS5 versions or improved games. I'm still playing the old versions, you know? Josh, I'll, I'll have you know, when I was playing Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart earlier this year, yeah. I could hear your voice in my ear saying, get that platinum. And I got it. I got it for you. That's not mine. You <laughs> nice, can get man. Yours. I've, I, honestly, <laughs> yeah. um, enjoyed what I've played with Rift Apart. Um, runs great in 60 frames. It looks pretty terrific. Um but I, I kind of fell off it. I just wasn't in the mindset, I suppose. Um, but it's a, it's a treat that I'm just looking forward to going back to. Um, and I'm excited to return to it. You know, like thinking I'm doing that with like Returnal. That. Dude, yeah. I, I, I'm going to wait. It's on the shelf. I, I wasn't clicking with Returnal yet, but I'm like, okay. I'm just, I, I could feel it bubbling away. I'm almost there. It's almost a tipping point. We're going to play it. Sai, what are you even playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Warframe recently. Um, hey, it's a little Warframe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm having a bit of a break from Final Fantasy XIV on my main account anyway. Uh, I will be streaming it this Friday um, on our stream character, Fist McDeadlift. Feel free to tune in and watch. This Friday, depending on when you listen to this. So if you listen to the Saturday, then you should have luck. Yeah, um, you might be lucky and be able to catch the VOD or something. But But if you follow us on social media at StoryModeAUS, you can keep up to date with whenever we're streaming, including some more Final Fantasy featuring Fist McDeadlift. Thank you. That was wonderful. Um, so, yeah, obviously, uh, pre-expansion build-up is happening sort of behind the scenes for Final Fantasy XIV uh, with the new expansion set to drop in November. So I'm having a bit of a break just to allow myself to recover. And then when the expansion does come out, 
I will go into it at full force. I will throw myself into that game for a significant period of time. So, yeah, um, been trying that Warframe because a couple of friends were playing it and we're like, yeah, it's pretty fun. And you know what? It is pretty fun. It's not going to do when all these new updates and stuff come out for Final Fantasy and when the new Final Fantasy game comes out and stuff like that, whenever I give you guys the rundown for each episode, I'm not going to include Final Fantasy in any of them, just to see you vibrate with rage and probably cite <laughs> your own podcast, to be fair. Yeah. Dude, it's going to come up on our podcast, uh, on the same podcast anyway. <laughs> like, it's going to come up. Yeah. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> no, Wolfram, you? what are you playing? Interesting. Mm. Um, I, I have played maybe... 15 minutes of Warframe and it felt very good to play. Mm. And then I realized how it was sort of set up and how they mm. had monetized the system. And I'm like, yes. oh man, I don't have this kind of grind in me. I can't do it. Um, uh, and I put look, it down. Keelan, welcome to video games in 2021. Yeah, that's true. That's, I hate that's it. The norm. Mm. <laughs> it's bad. I hate yeah. it too. Well, <laughs> leave what you can. That's the problem. That's why I'm like, I'm like playing a whole bunch of different things right now, but I'm just struggling to find something that really sticks with me. But I guess the primary thing that I've been playing, other than replaying Hades now that it's on Game Pass, mm-hmm. um, playing it at 4K on my TV is Hades. Really, Hades, of course, friend of the show. Really oh, satisfying. Super giant. We what love a you. Beautiful game. <laughs> um, I believe her name Avalon Penrose, the the woman who plays Megara. She got COVID. I think she, she's fine now. Oh, I follow. I follow yeah. her on. Uh, I follow her on Twitter. She is fan. Fantastic on Twitter. Very much worth following. But yeah, she, she's doing okay now. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I'm playing other than that is Metro Exodus, the enhanced PC edition that came out Ooh, earlier this year. Nice. It's, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> um, there's, I don't know, there's weird like performance issues that I'm finding with it where it, it, it's, it just seems really kind of inconsistent. And also... Some of the voice acting is fucking terrible. Oh really? my yeah. god! It feels like people trying to do like very poor Russian accents. A That's lot of so the disappointing. Time. Well, yeah. For the sake of the podcast, I'm not going to. But I know that <laughs> feeling. <laughs> it's it's uh, oh, it's a bit yeah, it's a bit Jesse, silly. After <laughs> but, about four gin and tonics, oh, it's Jesse. I was gonna say. I was going to say. I've been to that casting call, but forgot the term casting call and almost said, oh, yeah, I know that casting couch. Very different situation. Very different thing, my friend. Uh-huh. Very, Very different, different. With either that way, being said... Didn't get the job either way. The gameplay loop is satisfying and there's they've got this really great um, like crafting system where you're wearing this backpack and at any time in the game, you can take the backpack off and create like bullets and med packs and... Uh, filters and you can modify all your weapons and stuff and it's really easy to access like it's really well done and it makes you feel like because you're still at risk there can still be enemies around and they can still attack you while you've got your backpack off and you're doing things in it okay and i really like that it's a really immersive game when you're actually playing it but too more often than i'd like i find myself stuck in cutscenes that you can't skip and yeah. it's uh. relatively poorly acted so that really know, sucks. I, I've really enjoyed what I've played of um, the original Metro 2033. Yeah, cool. that's unfortunate. Um, I, it, I, I think the bones are so good, but there's like there's a bit of jank in it still. Maybe with the next yeah. game that they release, they'll have sort of ironed those things out. But like, I'm really enjoying the gameplay loop itself. 
Well, there, there is something I want to, um, I guess, I want us to discuss on a podcast episode, which is games that we enjoy versus games that are well-designed, because you'd be surprised at how little overlap there is. Warframe is a very good example of that. Really fun to play, terribly designed. And I feel like yeah. I feel like Metro Exodus would fall very neatly into that category as well. And I think, like, the more you think about it, there's quite a lot of games like that. But, like I said, I, I want to do that for a different... Is, to me, a good game is the one you're enjoying. Absolutely. Everything else, nothing else matters. Like, hey, look, I, I, I cop a lot of flack for... I like playing Fortnite. I think it's a fun fucking game. I think it's just... Just easy to shit on you for it, really, that's all. <laughs> Prick. Um... <laughs> But no, I, I, I think it's a fun game. I know it has its flaws, but look, I'm having fun with this. I don't give a shit what anyone else does. I don't know if it has many but, flaws. <laughs> thank you. It's perfect. Especially now that I have that <laughs> I expensive that. Ariana Grande skin. <laughs> oh, God. But we're speaking about a few games that we have been playing. You know what game we won't be playing because it doesn't fucking exist? Abandoned. Uh, abandoned is... I don't even want to call it a game. You can't hear it, but imagine I'm doing the quotation marks every time I say the word game. Um, from indie developer Blue Box. This is something we spoke about uh, a few weeks ago. Everyone thought this was the next Kojima game or the next Silent Hill or something because things have snowballed out of control with this one. It had a few subtle hints pointing in the direction that maybe Hideo Kojima was somehow involved and it was going to be Silent Hill. That picked up a lot of steam and it looks like Blue Box and uh, the creator Hassan Karaman sort of ran with that and they started adding more and more in and now the the uh the mob sort of at fever pitch saying we want the we want silent hill or metal gear Solid or whatever the hell this is and it's simply not that <sighs> last week they launched an app that was going to offer a real a real-time experience um that would give players a glimpse of what the game was and as they said what you see is what you play and there'll also be some other unlocks and blah, blah, blah. Now, this was meant to launch on August 10th. Guess what the app had on it? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing was there. There was a massive countdown on it. I saw people on Twitch doing like full like 10-hour countdowns to, to what was going to happen because everyone thought this was going to be the next Ow. big thing. Like, look, Kojima's pulled the rug from under us before. Metal Gear Solid True. We thought it was going to be a snake, you know, a game where you play a snake. No, <laughs> he's done this. PT, pull the rug from us. It's Silent Hill. Holy shit. This wasn't g- going to be that. It wasn't that an extreme kind of guess. But when the app had nothing, you know, just some uh, some concerns arose from there. Disappointing. Some slight concerns. Mm. I, I just don't um, think people, people should be getting excited over that, man. Like, I think a lot no, of people are building anymore. expectations. Yeah. Where, where did this hype come from? Like, dude, this, it's, dude, it's I'm telling you, I've proud the internet. I, <laughs> these people are insane. Like <laughs> it, it, the, the dots they put together. I have watched like four hour breakdowns of death stranding trailers where they've put together the connections to PT. They look at the textures on walls in these death stranding trailers before, before death stranding had even like, dis, like, sorry. Before Kojima Productions had decided on an engine for Death Stranding, people were looking at wall textures in these trailers, uh, looking for hints and um, hidden letters and stuff like that. It's 
unreal, man. It's it's Visual fascinating. Fans are insane. I love it, but y'all people God. need help. Okay, you need. Yeah, help. yeah I like I include myself in that, don't I? <laughs> but look, like that's the thing. My, I I had sympathy for Blue Block at first because yeah. I thought they had this little cooler indie game. Like it looked from the small shots and assets we saw. Like, hey, this could be quite a cool little thing they got going here. Um, and yeah, the overhype like this this isn't helping. They need to come out and say something, or Sony needs to come out and say something, Kojima needs to come out and say something. Someone needs to say something. And they didn't for a very long time. Instead, they started to try to use that hype train a little bit. So putting little hints here and there, um, like around like letters, and there was um, an image of, it was like a blurred out face, but there was clearly an eye patch. And everyone's like, well, what? It tended to be a stock photo. There was also dumb stuff like Konami started retweeting stuff. One of the domains and people who are involved with Blue Box, um, like, are owned by the same people who own or have worked with Konami. Just weird stuff like that. Um, That is coincidental. Jeff started following them, which he didn't follow. Kojima started liking their posts on Instagram and stuff like that. It's like, what? I just want to, I want to bring up a, I guess, slightly controversial stance here. Yeah. Damned if they do, damned if they don't. Absolutely. Like if, they, if they accept the hype train and go, all right, fuck it, we'll cash in on it. Free publicity, awesome, cool. If they don't, then everyone's going to be like, oh, you're playing coy with us, and it's going to happen anyway. <laughs> but, but, but and there's draw nothing line they there. can do about it. So they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Like there is I, no I, I way think there was a line that, that they crossed. I think they, they, to an extent, I agree with that. But they ran real far with it. And they, they could see that kind of public perception was really starting to change. And like, this had to be what we what we want it to be or it's not going to be good. Kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, the ending to a TV show, like say Game of Thrones or whatever. The ending was garbage, sure. But it was even worse because everyone's expectations were that much higher. We all allowed each other to get hyped up. We built up what we wanted to happen, our theories and stuff like that. And when none of that happened you automatically let down even more. So this was just not a smart move. But anyway, back to this app, quotes app. Uh, so the app had nothing. Blue Box said that there were some tech issues due to the graphical engine and the pa- and that patch would drop. Cool. Patch drops to 5.1 gig patch. That's pretty substantial. I mean, I'm downloading an 8.7 gigabyte patch for Sea of Thieves as we talk. Blue Box tweeted... The patch is now live. Please check the update availability on your console. This patch introduces the following. Now, these are some great features you want in your app, okay? This is a really, really good one. The first feature it introduced was access to the app. <laughs> Thanks, Blue Box. Yeah, Fucking good work, guys. It. Good work. Second one was a short introduction teaser for the app along with its announcements. So we had this teaser, the thing they've been hyping up for ages, the thing that people have been having 10-hour-long streams on Twitch building up for. This is the pinnacle of the blue box social experiment. And they showed us a minute of footage that they showed about three months ago. <laughs> yeah. I've rewatched that footage. This. I went and rewatched that footage because obviously everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, I can't even remember what it was. And oh, it's nothing. floorboards and, and footsteps. That's all it is. Yeah. There's one... One noticeable thing from this whole trailer is the music is pretty good. But me, in my Kojima right on mind, I'm like, this kind of sounds like low raw. Is this, is this like <laughs> a low raw song? <laughs> yes. But it's, like, it's like low raw, but it's got more acoustic stuff in it. I'm like, what, 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 what is this? Because like, that would make sense. A bit more acoustic country. 
more like run down town, like, like a Silent Hill. They bust out a mandolin. <laughs> they just start going oh, ham. It's Silent Hill. We all lose our minds. Like, that's the dream. That's the I dream. Mean, um, now, all previous tweets pertaining to the patch were scrubbed, um, though the Blue Box site still mentions it. Um, Hassan came out and he said that the uh, app launch was, quote, a really big disaster. Yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Well, actually, and not deliver is a bold choice. I'm not sure if you guys covered this. I do apologize. Um, it's something that flew under the radar a couple of weeks ago. There's actually um, pretty like down to earth conversations and reports and stuff like that of Konami kind of reaching out to them, and they're kind of being something there. Um, just, oh, just, yeah. just touching base, just like about the future of Silent are Hill. You, are you guys okay? Yeah, just kind of like, you know, kind of like rumblings we're hearing of Bloober Team, where Bloober Team, come on, they're going to be making a Silent Hill game. Let's see what happens. Still haven't checked out Medium. Um, yeah. I mean, as a Silent Hill fan, I, I got to give it a shot, but yeah. Um, it's just, it's one of those things where having these conversations um, and then everything on Twitter shutting it all the way down, um, shutting down all the rumors, all the speculation, um, shit getting really serious. Like there's death threats, man. Like everyone yeah, dialing it back a bit. Gross. And then they lean headfirst into this and they bring Konami into it and they acknowledge it. It's it's a PR disaster. This only this is ends one of the poorly. worst PR disasters I've ever seen. Now it gets even sketchier because uh, Reddit users, as Reddit users do, they delved into this a lot further and they found out that Blue Box has done this sort of thing multiple times. So, they had a horror game called Rewind, which was announced. There's a playable trailer, um, but it was delayed due to uh, graphical errors. It's weird, that. (laughs) The Kickstarter was cancelled. Not quite sure if they got any money from that or or not, but I I think they may have. Um, Game never released and the site was deleted. Cool. Then they had a PC exclusive game called The Lost Tapes, which was announced. Then that got deleted. Uh, The Whisperer, that got deleted. They released a mobile app. They love their apps called Tales of the Six Swords, which didn't work. Uh, they used a stolen anime character design for the app logo. Said an update patch was coming, and then they uh, they deleted the app. They released a game called The Haunting, which got a hundred percent negative reviews on Steam. <laughs> they removed the button and said a big update is coming. But instead, do you know what they did? No. No, no, no. Actually, they didn't delete this one. Oh. They stopped development and gave the game to um, a company called Create Q Interactive, a studio that doesn't exist. What? <laughs> Tax write-off. It, 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 well, it may have been. People yeah. were thinking, is this there's a spin-off of Blue Box that they've given it to so they can just divert the blame? That studio did nothing with it. There is no... It exists as in, like... It exists as a studio developing... The Haunting. That's how it exists. It does not its own entity. Only way you can find this company online is as they, they're developing The Haunting. But there's nothing else. There's nothing else attributed to this company. That's pretty weird. I, I, I feel like Charlie Kelly in Always Sunny working in the mailroom. <laughs> okay? Because I've, I've got Pepe Silver Sylvia everywhere. <laughs> okay? <laughs> This is cr- like, this is what I mean. You you feel a little bit of sympathy for them, and then you're like, wait, 
Now, obviously, death threats not on. Holy shit, don't not do that. Cool. Also, just, sorry, real quick side story. Speaking of death threats, have you guys heard of this game called Boyfriend Dungeon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, I... Boyfriend Dungeon came, came out, looks great, great. It's like Hades, because it's like a dating simulator. It looks fun. Yeah. yeah. Now, there is a character, I'm not going to give away, I'm not going to say too much here because it does give away a few spoilers, but a character towards the end of the game is um, uh, just a piece of shit person. Um, they've actually introduced a few um, content warnings inside the game, which I think is the right decision because of sort of the, some of the context and the uh, themes they explore later in that game. But the guy who voices him is getting death threats now because of his character, because of the character he played. <laughs> Unfathomable, Ooh, but disgusting. Look, if 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 you're thinking about if that if a game makes you feel like that, you feel like I'm gonna send a death threat. Step away from the game. Go outside. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to abandon. You worded that very um, tactically. I would like to say. Thank you, thank you. I'm learning. Seventy-seven, <laughs> seventy-seven episodes. I can't even say seventy-seven. So fuck me. I'm not going to go into that. Am I? <laughs> Um, Josh, as our Kojima fan here, mm. I say that because I'm not wearing my Kojima shirt for once. Uh, how did this trailer make you feel? Do, do you think this could still be something? I don't know, man. Like it's, I, it has no substance in the trailer to make me interested in the very least. That's what gives me like the feeling that this is nothing. Um, and everything you said about them canceling these projects and stuff doesn't instill any confidence. Like, it, if this was a Kojima ruse, they get found out immediately. Think MGS2, you know, a day that's out, people pick up on it, it gets let loose. And that game and its whole twist is only possible. And what's so amazing about Metal Gear Solid 2 is the whole game is about, you know, controlling information. That's the point. And it was only possible because so many, so many of us so well. got our information and our video game news from magazines, you know? Um, yeah. Metal Gear Solid Five. People knew that was Phantom Pain within a day. It's what, to be honest, that's what got me into the franchise was hearing about all that crazy stuff and watching the trailers and listening to bloody garbage and stuff like that in a video game trailer and just thinking that was badass, you know? Um, none of that has, none of that's here. None of that substance is Can here. Can you imagine if, like, yeah. like the Psycho Mantis thing was, like, revealed nowadays? Because I remember back then, somebody's like, you need to play this game because the character that knows what you've played. I'm like, ow. <laughs> Did I, like, call my parents? Like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know this, this can happen. But nowadays, somebody would be like, well, I just felt, felt us through this. I'm like, ah, you've ruined everything for me. Yeah. But so, okay. I think we can all say we don't think this is a thing, really. I wish it was. But what do we think the grift is? Because they haven't made money here. If anything, they've lost it. They were... There's a reason that um, a lot of people are saying a band with, with Sony. It's because there was something on the Sony blog about this game. Um, and then the app as well. Now, for a game to get on the Sony blog, you can actually pay Sony to do that. Same with Xbox, same with Nintendo. It's quite a common practice. And it, from what I've heard, it's about 10K. Okay. So let's just say it's 10, 10 grand. They pay 10 grand for this. Cool. There's no pre-orders for this game. There's no money. Nobody has paid anything for this game. It didn't run off Kickstarter. So already, you've just straight up, you lost 10 grand. You haven't brought anything else in. And you just further, like, you know, damage your company. Yeah. Also, with Sony, 
they had to green light this app in some capacity. Was there meant to be more to this? Because the, the trailer that they did release mentions that there is a full trailer coming out. They were apparently they were looking to hit hit up Gamescom. Um, but there's some dude, and that stings. Technical issues that they can't because that's where like PT came out, man. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I didn't think of that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it was the anniversary of PT recently. It absolutely was. This trailer, this interactive teaser, meant to come out the same day PT was revealed. Wait, it was. It was the tenth. So, um, like, I honestly do see, like I was saying before. Could you see like a we see this game go away for what for a while and then um, Konami gets involved and they just take the Silent Hill bailout to some effect. It doesn't end up great. It ends up being a graphic novel or something like Silent Hill has done in the past um, or, you know, an interactive whatever. Or a pachinko um, machine. Yeah. <laughs> an art book or something I like think that. There is one big clue in this game that no one's really delved into enough. I think we have the biggest clue in its name. I think this project is going to be abandoned and we're never going to hear from again. I honestly think the the Blue Box social media, and that was a great joke. Thank you. It was Uh, excellent. The Blue Box social media accounts will be gone by end of the month. No, I'm I'm going to say by end of uh, of September, they'll be gone. And the game is just going to be ghosted. It's just gone. It's gone too far now. I'm going to dig one more level on that. And say, because you're saying, oh, look, they've spent uh, like minimum 10K in order to get this on the uh, PlayStation blog, right? 10K for marketing isn't really all that much. Like, that's If you're bringing money in. Nothing. If you're bringing money in. For an indie company, you're not bringing money in. No, no, I agree. 10K is 10K. No, no, but here is where I think it gets interesting is that I reckon it is probably some kind of money laundering scheme. Because then they'll sell the rights onto someone else. <laughs> well, like all their Why other games, so public? are literally asset flips. Like they're just they just asset know. flip. Yeah. <laughs> well, that just, was like if, if that is the case, there are so much there are quieter ways to do it. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And maybe, I think- maybe maybe there's quieter ways because of quiet and Milky Solid. <gasps> Fucking hell, the puzzle pieces are coming together. Right? <laughs> but with, with I that want being a video said- where Hassan drinks water through his skin. Okay. <laughs> That's all I need. And then he dances in the shower <laughs> and the camera gets yeah. really close to him. Ugh. And we'll all be ashamed so. of our words and deeds. Uh, That'd be fantastic. But you, uh, yeah, like I think, I don't think it's, I think this is more of a front for something else shady going on in the background that like, you know, it's being obfuscated by this. People are laser focused on the Hideo Kojima potential connection. And so they've gone, ah, oh, that's a, Perfect bullshit story. Let's fucking go. Lean right into this bullshit so then we can cover up all of our illegal, illicit activities and no one will fucking know. No one will even think about it. See, the reason I don't think is you do it this loud and look, people have already started digging. You don't don't get the internet involved in your crimes because they'll find them pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, Are you talking from personal experience? My favourite part... (laughs) No one found me yet. My favourite part of all this has been... Um, so Kojima's quite a, an odd fellow on Twitter. Very. Okay, he's quite charming. Um, he has been quietly editing the new trailer for 
some more Death Stranding PS5 stuff. Oh, yeah. And he's been kind of taking followers on the journey of doing it himself. Like, he's like, I've been listening to a lot of music lately. Like, these are sort of the bands I've been listening to to pick the right moments and stuff. It's quite nice seeing sort of the craft and everything behind it. And it's really peaceful. And it, it's almost like watching Adam Savage do one of his one-day builds on YouTube and just watching somebody who's very much in love with his art just kind of letting us all go and do it. I'm yeah. really enjoying it. Yeah. But then the comments are, is abandoned you or not, sir? <laughs> like, people are banging on his door, wanting demanding answers. He's like, I've been listening to a lot of uh, churches, churches lately. Uh, I got their new album on vinyl. Um, <laughs> friends with uh, Laura Mayberry. And uh, here's this uh, new little rock that I've uh, put into the trailer. Big fan of this one. I've cut it myself. <laughs> it's, it's so strange. <laughs> But I guess, look, I guarantee you we're going to be talking about Abandon more in the future. And um, it's a fascinating story and we'll see what comes of it. I am so sad about that fact, but... It's one of those things where I'm like, as somebody who is so invested in everything going on here, I couldn't care less anymore. I really don't care. If this was some kind of Konami crap, you know, and it does end up tying into some kind of Silent Hill, you lost me. Silent Hill is one of my favorite franchises it's, of all time. Silent Hill well, maybe 2. Maybe it was going to be that and they've pulled the pin because of the backlash. Oh, no. I'm oh, going, yeah, no could we, we could go for ages. Okay. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. To Avengers. War yes. For Wakanda. The new DLC, which dropped an hour ago as of recording because we're a very well-timed podcast. Um, so this would have been out for, for probably for a few days by the time you listen to this. This is sort of the Avengers, um, sort of the make or break moment, I think. So this is a big, the big free DLC pack that they've been touting for for a while now. It's eight hours long. For some context, there the main story in the original release was about eleven to twelve hours long, and the uh, two Hawkeye expansions they're about three hours each. Okay, so this is a substantial piece of gameplay. Um, Black Panther, played by Christopher Judge, uh, Kratos himself, or the dude from Stargate, if you will. Hmm. Um, and the game will also be introducing Claw, Ulysses Claw. Which I am. I, I don't love the redesign. I, I wish they went more for. Um, uh, who plays them in the Andy Circus? Andy Circus. If you can make someone look like Andy Circus, you fucking make him look like Andy Circus. What are you doing? Mm. Um, I also don't like that the, the gut. His his sound weapon is on his right hand. Could it mean that he's left-handed? And I'm like, is that why he's a villain? Is that why I don't trust him? It makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and crossbones, which is just like I have guns. All right, good for you. Um, also, be some improvements to um, AI, a unified character menu, which would be nice because I remember the, the brief time I spent with it, the character menus were a disaster. Hell yeah. Um, and also, mass item deconstruction, which is very much needed. So, some quality of life things that maybe shouldn't have taken almost a year to introduce, but here we are. Josh, yes. of all of us, you're the one who's played. I was going to say played the most of um, Avengers. You're the one who's played Avengers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, I've, I think I put like 70 hours into it. I loved Avengers. Yeah. Avengers was a good what, time. What, nice. what made you fall off? Um, honestly, I played through the story. Um, it got Lauren interested enough to, like, check out the MCU. We watched the movies and stuff like that. Maybe a bit overwhelmed by just watching all those movies, you know. Need to spend some time away from it. Um, but honestly, yeah. it was, of course, a lack of content. Um, a lot of it was just 
mindless, you know, going through the same kind of dungeons over and over again. And that was great. And I had a great time doing that. And I loved um, the combat and how different it felt for each character. And I thought Captain America controlled just the way I thought he should. And it felt incredible. Um, I loved throwing the shield around and it held on to me for tens of hours. Um, but without the content there, there's only so many podcasts and, you know, episodes of Star Wars, the Clone Wars you can watch before, you know, you get, you get tired of it. Yeah, yeah. That's, Fra- that's franchise fatigue is absolutely a thing. 100%. I've just come out of my MCU franchise fatigue, like watching like Black Widow and stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm back in. And the, the shows TV help. Show, <laughs> back in. Oh, and what if? Oh, what if? So good. So got to check it out. Um, but like what honestly, like I, I think there there's something great there. Um, in terms of they put a lot of work in like the actual designs of these characters and making them feel good to play. Um, it's nice that they're starting to add in more. Um cosmetics that kind of remind me more of the mcu because come on that's a huge touch point for all of us um put in more ultimate comic stuff that's my touch point put put ultimate comic stuff in there um but i mean like black panther does have me interested i just i'm having that problem where would i play the ps4 version or would i play the ps5 version um just for trophies um but I, i honestly think i just don't care enough for that, if I'm being honest, I wouldn't put hundreds of hours into a lesser version and put up with crappy load times. It's not worth it. It isn't a game that's worth it. Um, but I mean, Black Panther has me. I love Black Panther. I love the film more than I really um, thought I would. Um, and I think it. I just need some buddies to play with, to be honest. I think I just need some buds. You kind of made eye contact with us there, so you, you tempted me. You tempted me. No, look- well- I played the demo of this game and I played the beta and stuff like that. And I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. I found the environment were quite boring. I found the gameplay loop was just, it got tedious really quickly. And that's Absolutely. what I think a lot of people burnt out on. You sort of play through the missions and stuff like that. And it's like, is there more variety to this? And there that's really it, wasn't. Actually. Now, the, the, the combat is excellent. And like I said, it feels great playing as all these different characters. And there's a lot fun. of thought and a lot of attention put into it. That's all there is. There aren't puzzles. There aren't weird cryptic destiny-like, you know, things to discover and secrets and getting this community excited. It, There's none of that. But the thing, with comic book lore, the secrets are there. Exactly, man. Like, you exactly. could put, there is such, so much rich history just to just chuck in there for, like, you know, ultra, ultra nerds will love it. Yeah. It and that will get people excited to talk about it. But, um, so with War for Wakanda, that issue is obviously Wakanda. Wakanda is... Probably the most interesting and sort of awe-inspiring looking place in the MCU, at least. Maybe second to the multiverse. It's a cool fucking place. There's a lot of cool characters they can introduce here. That looks cool. Great. But the hints we kind of got from the, the trailers and the uh, the war table, making me think that the gameplay loop is essentially the same as what it's been. I will it's say... Like it's, in the else, it's just in a new place one thing that is kind of exciting is there really weren't many enemy variants you know you were fighting a lot of the same guys over and over i think they're like four different enemies that sucks having a bit more variety um throwing in some different enemy fodder is exciting and it does make me kind of want to hop back in because it was fun to fight these guys for the first hundred times you know um so i think i think that's a big thing but again should have been added sooner yeah I'm really enjoying the, the like the visual design. It it makes the game more interesting to me because it's 
It just looks better. It looks. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's almost yeah. like I don't know. Is it the same team? I don't know. Like they obviously somebody with some real inspiration and passion. Uh, for Black Panther. And I mean, like they go through it in all the blog posts and everything about how they're pulling from the rich history of the comics um, and a character that, you know, didn't get a lot of attention at certain times. Yeah, um, exactly. I think that's, it's, it's just like, it's rich. Sorry, you know, off as, there's something there. It comes off as now, again, I'm not the biggest comic book fan in the world, so I can be completely mistaken here, but the vibe it gives off is that the world they created here was inspired more by the comics. I felt like the original launch of, you know, the Avengers game was they were trying to rip from the MCU and it was so close to the MCU, it was its own kind of uncanny valley situation where yeah, people right. were directly comparing characters. Absolutely. With with this one, look, Christopher Judge's take on um T'Challa is fantastic because you can you can hear that he was inspired by Chadwick Boseman's uh interpretation of the character, but he's also put his own spin on it. And it, it feels like, okay, this is it, This is a different Black Panther. Whereas with when they first launched, at least, I know there was a few tweaks that they made here and there, but with like Captain America at launch, it was, this is $3 Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris Evans worth a trillion dollars. Voiced okay? by an incredible voice actor as well. <laughs> well, but, um, sorry, go on, sorry. I... Th- <laughs> The thing is, is that I don't think this is enough for Avengers to recover. Perhaps more so on PS4 and PS5. Um, Apparently Crystal Dynamics confirmed earlier this week, or maybe late last week, um, that Spider-Man is still set to release on Sony platforms by the end of the year. Oh, come on, man. However. (laughs) It was meant to be like March or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I was meant to be, yeah. Because that was was the thing I had my eye on. 100%, 100%, However, dude. I want to bring this up um, just as a matter of comparison more so than anything else. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, I'm looking at Steam charts at the moment. Uh, all-time peak for Marvel's Adventure, Avengers on Steam was 28,000 people. In the past 24 hours, the highest amount of concurrent players was 1,795 people. Now... I don't know exactly how the matchmaking works in there, but I don't think that's going to be very good for, you know, anyone to get proper matchmaking. Look, for comparison... It it, 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 it only just dropped, to be fair. um, For comparison, Monster Hunter World. You just want to talk about Monster Hunter World? No. He did it Um, again! This this is a very transparent... Reprimand! This is the abandoned... (laughs) Story mode podcast topic. Because Monster Hunter did incredibly well on Steam. And, you know, it's the same sort of AAA title, AAA budget title that everyone was expecting Marvel's Avengers to be. Same sort of grand scope. Um... All-time peak for Monster Hunter World was 329,000 people. In the past 24 hours, the highest amount of players was 34,000. So in the past 24 hours, Monster Hunter World has seen more players than have ever played Marvel's Avengers on Steam. Just I just want to one. put <laughs> I just want to point that point that out as a matter of scope. I'm about comparison. to start talking about, I'm about to start talking about control. Okay, it's happening. It's happening. Okay, I went Resident for Monster Evil. Hunter, not I went for Monster Hunter, not Final Fantasy. So you can hush it off. Um, with 
um avengers are like you bring you bring up spider-man i feel like it's been a year mm. we had hawkeye cool thanks black panther fantastic spider-man we expected him to be months like months ago and there's been you know is it going to be the the insomniac spider-man is it gonna be like a sort of crossover here is it own spider-man own how's Spider-Man. it gonna compare like is that the reason the delay is like oh shit like if this is anything if this guy doesn't move like spider-man like like miles morales we can't have him in the game he's got to move <laughs> properly what they should have done not done spider-man doctor strange oh dude yeah i can't okay. wait doctor strange would have been so perfect for this game because it can do the whole like rift shit they did in Ratchet and Clank. Use that SSD. You could have him, whew, mm. Yeah, you could go into other Crystal Dynamic games and stuff like that, and you could have some fun with it. He could go to different dimensions where the graphical style is different. You go in there and it's more comic booky because then you could you have because you have all these different skins for your characters that fit into certain um, comic book sort of timelines. Show the rest of the assets with those modifications. You could have had some real fun there and just kind of got the 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 comic book community really, I think, really excited. I think it's a really cool character to explore the history of the comic book and then the history of Marvel. Messed up. They're going Spider-Man. So why why man. would you pick a character that's already been done perfectly? But here's, Twice. here's the thing is that, uh, like, obviously because of the fact that Spider-Man is going to be a Sony exclusive character, obviously that's the true. Steam version and the Xbox version are inherently not like not worth your time and effort in comparison to the Sony version, right? That's just you don't get all of the stuff. But the thing is, is that if that's meant to be the selling point, especially for the for the PlayStation consoles, then they have dragged their feet massively. They need to actually deliver I th- it. I think we were expecting it back in March. Um, March sounds about right. March, it was early this I year. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty early this year that we we're expecting it. And obviously they've said, oh, we're having to shuffle him around because reasons X, Y, Z. Yeah, but the rest of the gameplay isn't inherently fun enough for, to make people want to stick around. That's why the, you know, amount of players keeps dropping so drastically low, like below a thousand people within the past 24 hours have like less than a thousand yeah. people playing at one point and that's that's not good that is not healthy that's not sustainable and it's problematic because if you're going to have this battle pass system and make it such a big fucking grind as well and then when you reinvented it you went oh no we've made it far more about player choice oh, and don't made the started. grind longer get fucked your game deserves to fail and it's such a shame because it's such a waste of an excellent ip and an amazing license and crystal yeah. dynamics can do good shit like we've seen yeah, that, that's the most confusing part about this like crystal dynamics very very good studio yeah like, like what, what, crystal what dynamics is happening are here very talented and obviously there must be a lot of licensing things that, that are hampering them like i'm surely it's that yeah, dude, marvel, think, and with marvel yeah. comes disney and then also square enix as well and i mean square and disney have had a history of working together in the past but you can see how you know throughout the course of the kingdom hearts games that has also changed and dude, i have man. no doubt that that there is publisher pressure on Crystal mm. Dynamics that has made Avengers what it is today. Absolutely. No and doubt. I think it's affected their PR but, as well. I mean, like, look oh, back the, this entire year. There should be way more updates. There should be way more um, 
you know, candid developer conversations and blog posts. Um, And when they have, uh, they've really impressed the community when they've come out and been honest and um, shown a real self-awareness, you know. Um, There's just something that's not hitting. Um, And I I think a large part of it has to do with Disney. I think it's all kinds of hijinks that interfered with Kingdom Hearts in the last couple of years. Um, But, yeah, I think that's it, man. Look, I'm, and I'm just old saying. contracts as well. Contracts yeah. from like almost ten years yeah. ago now that are just like gathering dust and tying Square Enix's arms in weird ways. Like it's just, it's a mess. I'm ju- I'm just saying they've done it for games in the past, but how about you just go back to the drawing board and you give us something different with this amazing IP? Absolutely, or yep. better yet, Crystal Dynamics. Dude, go back. Remake Soul Reaver. Give it to me. Give me all the legacy of Kane you can. I don't care. All I right. love Spider-Man more than anything. Legacy. That's, you've, you've that's got, a better idea, Josh. you Spider-Man game. Damn straight, dude. You've got your Spider-Man game already. Yeah, exactly. Crystal Dynamics, sort your shit out. Moving on. Speaking of remakes. Oh, God, I could have used that transition so much better, but here we are. Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. It looks like, and look, this rumor has floated around before, but seems this seems to be a lot more solid than it's been in the past. It looks like we're getting some sort of remakes, remasters, whatever. Uh, late October, early November for all platforms, all, all console, even mobile devices. Um, Josh, you wrote a bit of a story on StoryRoadGaming.com. Oh, yeah. Smooth. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that one? Dude, yeah. So uh, I'm all in on this. Um, I think at this point, it has to be acknowledged this is more than a rumor. These are sources coming forward. These are well-known, verified people that have said, yes, this is a thing. This has been in the works for quite some time. Uh, but pretty much uh, we're getting heavily modified versions of that kind of sixth-generation GTA trilogy, uh, completely remade, essentially, um, in Unreal. Heavily uh, modified? Yeah, the way they like to describe it, okay, in everywhere that you've heard sources speak about this. And I want to I want to say sources instead of rumors and crap like that because, you know, people are always going to talk about GTA rumors, um, is that this looks – these ch- attempts to keep the same aesthetics of the original games, which I think is fascinating because I think GTA V feels so devoid of personality to me. Um, and those games, yeah. even their UIs, have so much personality. Um and I don't think I'd enjoy Vice City nearly as much, you know, without those hot pink hues and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> um, but these games are being brought to Unreal Engine. Um, they're not completely redesigning mechanics. Um, I'm, there has been nothing said about, like, shooting, for example, if it's going to have those lock-on kind of mechanics those games had, or if it's going to be, you know, full-on third-person shooter akin to GTA 5 and 4. Um but you can count on San Andreas having the same shooting mechanics where it kind of pushed the franchise forward. Um, but these games visually are going to look like heavily modded PC versions of these games. So I wouldn't expect it to look like GTA five. I wouldn't expect it to look like red dead redemption, but I think these games are going to be brought forward in a way better way than they have been in the past. There were mobile phone ports, you know, we got iOS versions and, um, mm, I remember dude, as somebody who was in high school in the 2010s, there were a lot of weird kids who sat at the back of the class and just killed hookers <laughs> in science class. Um, but like, oh, the, in the game, 
in the game, in the game, yeah, yeah, yeah in science the game. class <laughs> <laughs> dissection. Um, no, uh, like those versions were also brought to PS3 and 360 um, back like 2013-ish. Really gimped ports. You don't want to play them. They control it like did. us. They look like us. The soundtracks are hampered. Terrible, terrible. Mm. Dude, even the PC version of San Andreas, I own that on Steam. It's Dude, garbage. Yes. Hot it trash. barely works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but like actually getting these games coming out in the next couple of months, uh, they've been pushed back a number of times. Um, it's only now that this is coming out because people can actually say this with certainty. It's going to be coming to mobile. It's going to be coming to Switch, which is going to be interesting because I know the Switch struggles with Unreal Engine. Uh, but it's it's kind of exciting. And I think oh, it man. does Play represent- Play and Switch, I'm, I'll weep. I think it does represent a new direction for 2K and for Rockstar. Um, 2K put out a really weird Bioshock port in like 2014 on iOS that was awful. Um, yeah, original Bioshock Gosh. on, yeah, not so much. I didn't even hear crap. about that. Yeah, I, I bought it. Yeah, it um, came and went. It didn't work on my iPad in about two months' time. <laughs> like it, it got it was left Bioshocking. and abandoned. Um, but I, I think it's interesting. Um, people are coming forward and saying that uh, Rockstar is eyeing the original Red Dead Redemption for a similar treatment. Um, but we'll see how that pans out. That's more speculative. Um, but for now, I'm I'm all in on this rumor. I think it's going to happen. I think it's surprising it hasn't happened already. Um, but it seems like they're giving it some kind of respect, which is really interesting. Yeah, I like how like a lot of like remasters and remakes are cool but they do lose a little bit of their charm so if they if they're making it sort of look and feel like it did back in the day i wanted to play how i remember it to be mm, yeah because I, I know that when i used to come home and play san andreas that in reality it ran pretty poorly and there were a lot of issues with it but the way i remember it is it ran perfectly smooth there was no issues with it even the <laughs> graphics were quite kind of sharp and i just had fun like you, you mentioned how sterile GTA 5 was. I remember when GTA 5 came out. I loved it. I think everyone loved it. It was such a cool game. But then you kind of look back and it's like, what did I like? I liked, the, I liked Michael. He seemed like a pretty cool character. Franklin was pretty cool. Trevor annoyed me. Mm, yeah. I don't remember any of the particular missions. I don't. There was no really interesting landmarks. I liked the airport a lot, but then they patched it so planes don't land as much, so I couldn't drive a car into a landing plane, which I thought was <laughs> real fun to do. But then I think back to San Andreas, and you think of CJ, you think of Smoke, you think of the whole you know, each one of the gangs, you think of that ending mission where you drive the truck through the you know over the bridge, you think of the train the the train chase. Yeah, dude. Think, you just had to follow the, the damn with, train, CJ. You think of the, like you know getting getting the alien piss. You think of that guy at the comic book store with a little remote control plane. You remember all these little things. I still remember where the, the NRG three hundred or whatever the bike is called. I know exactly where that's parked on my head. <laughs> yeah, the casino area, like. All this character in that world, it well, wasn't there in, in, in number this, five. You know, yeah. Jesse, there's uh, like we've spoken about this before. I think we were speaking about it when we were playing through the first Halo on stream. And a lot of game graphics are designed based on limitations of the hardware that they were created mm. for. And it ends up looking a certain way because the console, whatever you're playing it on, can't really render anything more than that. But it gives it such a distinct visual identity 
And the same thing can be said for uh, San Andreas, especially. Um, on the PS2, San Andreas looks incredible. Like there's, there's just something about it. There's this like haze and stuff in the background. It looks all weird and sort of like it blurry. It feels humid. And it feels right. hot. Exactly. Absolutely. It does, there's like yeah. a heat to that game. Exactly. The Xbox port doesn't have that. It's, it uh, doesn't that. feel the same. So it's too clean. That's what I'm worried about losing. That and the music of Vice City. That, well, dude, that was I something like I Halo. wanted to bring up. That was something <laughs> so, I wanted real, to bring up. Real quick, so you bring up Halo, and I'll actually bring up this comparison as well. So recently I played through Halo 1, a great game, except for the library level, which <laughs> I replayed a little bit of it in the old graphics, and it felt a lot better. So the really cool thing about the, the Master Chief Collection is you can swap between graphics at the touch of a button. Love it. Every remaster, feature. every remake should have that. Should have that thing. You'd be like, oh, I remember that. Dude. Back to normal. So I played through that the first time on, you know, the modern graphics and it, it was a slog. It was one of the most boring and tedious areas I've ever gone through in a game. Now, I'm not saying it was that much better playing through the half that I could be bothered in the old graphics, nope. but it, it didn't feel as bad because it felt more claustrophobic. You didn't have these large sprawling areas of nothing that is just like overtly detailed walls of nothingness. In the old ones, you kind of just had shapes. So you weren't tempted to explore down the end of that corridor because there was nothing drawing you there. The game was designed like that. It was meant to be like, no, all you're here for are the enemies. You keep going room to room and you'll get through it. It helps with, with the, the pacing. Graphics, like, yeah, there's like some visual clues yeah. and you think, oh, there's, surely there's something around that corner. No, there's not. Surely there's something. No, there's not. Surely I can do something. No, there's not. So I think when you do give it that kind of graphical overhaul, the gameplay was designed for a certain graphical style and it just doesn't doesn't click. That's right. So, when you modernize it, your level design is still 20 years old. Mm. and They don't always click. It, it might work against it. Yeah, I think... So, I sorry, think sorry you bring is, up Vice City... Uh, this is more of a uh, Mario 3D All-Stars kind of thing. I feel like this is just... I don't want to say like a platform moving forward. This is just going to be able to put it on Unreal Engine so they can port this everywhere whenever they can. Um, and I think this is just an infinite moneymaker. It's incredibly smart. Yeah. Um, and I think by, well, my, some people might be like, oh, they're not giving GTA 3 the bloody GTA 5 visual treatment. Uh, no, man, I don't want that. I don't want that. I know I'm not no. the biggest GTA fan. I don't want that. Yeah. I want something kind of cheesy. I want something kind of goofy. I want dumb accents, <laughs> you know? Like Vice City Josh. can't be a serious game. No, no, never. Yeah. I I haven't I haven't played San Andreas. I played the first five minutes and then Good. I stopped playing it on PC because the PC port was so shit. Absolutely, man. I have not played. You know, it. so I want a way to play it without having to go and buy a PS2 from Cash Converters. I, I will, I will give you my PS2 to play it, dude. If you honestly, if this I don't know if it's worth that right much. Months, I you can use my PS2 to play it. I think San Andreas is, is, I'll wait for the remaster. It's such like a seminal moment in my gaming history. I, I put easily a thousand hours into that game because I used to come home from school. I and just like I'm gonna drive a I'm gonna drive a cop car around. Look at me go! I memorized several cheats, including but not limited to the jetpack, um, the third weapon set that you could unlock through cheats. Yeah, um, I want R2. I want L2, X, circle, triangle, up, down, up. And then you go around the directional buttons and you do three times left for the third one, two times left for the second one. I think you do one time right for the third one. Correct. Or the first one, whatever it was. I love yeah, that. Whichever way around it was. Um, 
and Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, also, the cheat code to spawn the Hydra, and then the I would, Hydra. I would fuck about with that for hours. But I wanted to bring up the soundtracks in particular because we have seen, historically speaking, Rockstar and Take uh, Take Two have not been willing to put their money into the soundtracks. They have gone. No, we don't care about those licenses anymore. It's fine. And some of the best and most iconic songs from these previous GTA games have been removed. I think it was for, weird though. I think it was for GTA 4's 10th anniversary, a song got removed. Like they updated they updated the game and a song was removed from the radio. Yeah. And like, cool. Whatever. But this is, that's one of the things that you remember about these games is the soundtrack. Because yes, it's a radio, but it feels like a realistic enough version of a radio that isn't full of bullshit like today's radio yeah. is. Like, you you bring yourself into the game world what more so. What an old so. man take that just was. Honestly, Not though. Like today's radio with your Kyle and Jackie O's. Dude, bring um, back all man, the, weird. I Sorry. agree with you, I love the talk shows as well. Talk shows are great. I was going to yeah. say, I used to, yeah, I used like to listen to great. WCTR when I did homework. Absolutely, I would have that dude. WCTR playing in the background. I would hear Andy Dick talking about gardening. <laughs> okay. See, that's the thing. Like, as soon as you mentioned San Andreas, all this stuff is just, like, stuck in my head. Um, but another thing I just wanted to bring up with, um, with, with San Andreas, just before we go into... Basically, I want to know what you guys want in GTA 6. Because, look, we are getting that. Where do we want it to go? Because... Well, <laughs> Rocks are pretty good at making games. They can do some pretty wild shit. I want to see where we go. But I remember very vividly, one of my favorite video game memories is the way I... I don't want to say modified, but I, I changed the way San Andreas would be played. So there are a few cheats I'd put in. You put in all pedestrians have katanas. Oh, yeah. You put in all pedestrians attack you. You put on fog. I'll then go into my TV settings and there were a few different uh, picture settings you can mess around with to give the whole screen a bit of a green hue. Okay. Um, And then I'd also turn on that it was always nighttime. So suddenly it's nighttime. There's fog. You can hear people yelling in the background coming for you and the green hue of everything. It became a zombie game. And the whole thing was... You invented undead nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) I think I kind of did. And the whole thing was like, because I remember I would have like friends come over. It's like, oh, you put the put, you know, put your cheat, put the cheats and stuff like that, and just kill everyone with like a flamethrower. It's like, no, 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 you play without any weapon cheats. You have to find weapons as you go. So when you pick up, because there aren't that many like weapons in the wild. Because I used to start off in the farming area because it was the creepiest. That's fair. Yeah. And you know, if you find like, you would find like a shotgun or a sniper or a pistol, and it was like, I need these shots to hit because that crowd attacked. There was like. <laughs> 70 of them. I invented Days Gone as well. Okay. <laughs> the whole horde mechanic was mine. And I remember you'd get into the combine harvester, like the wheat thresher, and you start just driving through them and there's guts flying out the back. And I'm like 12 years old. And I'm like, this is the best. Awesome. This is yeah. the best thing I've ever done. Hell yeah. See, I, that's why I have very fond memories of, of, of San Andreas because how much time are they put into that? The thing they're, is, they're, is they're that toys, because, you know? They're just yeah, sandboxes, yeah. they're toys, you know, something you can just pull in every is, which direction and just have fun with. They're very beloved, though. So if it does, I I have concerns that it won't hit the mark that people want it to hit. And v- so many people will be disappointed. It won't. Look, 
I've changed too much as as a person. I will play some parts of the game and I will just absolutely cringe that I used to you know used to enjoy yeah. that type of gameplay or that sort of combination stuff like that. I've, you know, I've changed as a person. I think you know we all have. But I think that there'll there'll be a few moments where, which will definitely make me smile, like hearing CJ talk about that condom that landed on his face when he was swimming in uh, <laughs> swimming in the bay. Like that is so like the dialogue in the game is funny. Hearing Big Smoke order his burger order at um uh, at Burger Shot, like that putting Dude, a bomb nines. in the car. Uh, I can't remember any of it. <laughs> parking in that garage, getting a bomb put into your car, just parking it wherever you want, blowing it up. Like hell's yeah. But I, I think that's that's what I really want, Jesse. Just to like top that off i want something that's like close enough yeah because <laughs> i realize we're at this point now where we're not going to get that exact same give thing. me the version i remember I, not I what it, it was close close Which enough it's obviously yeah. gonna be a, a, a personal thing it's going to be different but gta 6 what do we want from it just round table what do we want because i i've got one r- big request for i it. want it set in vice city first off you uh, want you guys somewhere it's already been so, uh, yeah. I, I, that or, that or London, because only the second GTA game was in London, and there is that was like, like a glorified expansion, pretty much. Right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, there's so much you could I do with that. that. There's so. Much I've got a that. feeling. I think it's going to be more than one city in this one. I don't. So GTA Five had Trevor, Franklin, and uh, Michael. You can stop between characters at any time, and that was pr- quite a big thing back then. Mm. I think with this one they'll have that again. There will definitely there has to be a female protagonist because I think they could do some really interesting story stuff there. Um, and just like mm-hmm. guys, really you had you had three dudes in the last one. You can't change it up a little bit. Um, I think we'd be able to visit different cities. This is my theory. I think you'd be able to go to the airport and go between different cities and and do w- what you want to there. They could even have like timed events in different places. They could have DLC packs that way. Or something to that extent, an expansion of like, you go to Mexico in this one, but I think it would be Vice City or sorry, some, somewhere in the in the US. It would be London as well. And I'm thinking Russia. Why Russia? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't, don't know. But I think with the way Rockstar tries to write their stories, they try to make them quite culturally... Um, uh, buh, buh. Like they try to write for like you know rip from the headlines kind of stuff. They make a lot of critique about culture as it is today, and I think if they were to go to like kind of slightly a political angle, which I think they will, they'll lampoon a lot of the political culture at the moment. I think Russia would play the big part in that. Plus, every other GTA game they've done basically has had like a Russian gang in it or a Russian family in it, and that's where the weapons come from. There's always been a Russia connection, connection, connection. <laughs> so I think it would make sense because you could actually explore the back the backstories of a lot of characters. It could be interesting. I I, I don't disagree with the concept. I just don't have faith in the potential for their execution. I feel like it'll be too much for them to juggle. Because part of what makes GTA V so much fun as a sandbox is that you get given one big-ass map and it's like, cool, there you go, fuck off. Like, just go do whatever the fuck you want. If you, get, thing. if you get given three separate maps and you can't travel between them, like you can in San Andreas with the three different islands, that worked because it was one big continuous map and all you had to do was cross over certain bridges. Um, whereas if you have to go through a loading screen, it's going to put you off it. Like it's, it's little things like that. You'll be like, eh, 
I can't be bothered going to Russia to do the last half of this mission. It's yes, not. I don't. Will we have loading screens though? Yeah, yeah. Well, no loading screen for one. <laughs> Two. Red Dead. You do it in Mexico. I mean, you can't go back there, but I would love to. They they have done a whole new area before. Like that, that is not now new to Rockstar. Plus, my other thing is smaller maps. Now with GTA Five, huge map, but a lot of that was filler. There was a lot that was just nothing, and because of that, some of the areas that could have been something were just like like the prison. Yeah, back there, I was like, okay, there's some guards here. Like, is, shouldn't there be more to this? Yeah, they're like they just had that there for a heist, you know, three years yeah, down. Yeah, that's for GTA Online, and uh, that's the other thing that worries me drastically same. about the future of GTA games is GTA Online because as it stands, GTA Online is a huge money maker to the point where and I this is not an exaggeration this is a genuine fact that he's lying to GTA he's lying. 5 is the most profitable media Why? ever ever it is now if you want to beat that we do have a patreon so just search for fan critical <laughs> on patreon and donate a couple of bucks get access That's to the Jeff Bezos. let's show Rockstar who's boss eh Jeff Bezos we will apologize to you personally for every dumb comment we've made about bullshit under capitalism if you make us the most profitable thing we will forgive I you I won't fuck off to space <laughs> Keelan what are you what are you from uh, GTA 6 um oh man you guys have all said something that I sort of I can sort of relate to. I prefer smaller maps with more iconic areas because hmm. you know when you're traveling through those areas in a Grand Theft Auto game, you, you just begin to know the map. You like you know where you're going. Um, I never I never really got a great sense of that in GTA V because the map was so vast and there's so much nothing in it. Um, so I think that's one thing. The other thing that I, oh man, and this is a big one. I'm sorry that it's a negative and not a new feature, but rather I see where Rockstar are going with their game design philosophy with Red Dead Redemption 2. That is a very clunky, slow game where you, you have to play it so methodically and it, it just, it stops you from getting into it. And I can see GTA 5 kind of, it was the first step towards that design philosophy. I don't want them to keep going in that direction that because well. that keeps me from enjoying their game. I'd even but argue like GTA, a, 4. Like simula- GTA 4. GTA 4? Yeah, right. It did feel heavy. It became more of a simulator. Yeah. You're actually right. Yeah. 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 I think it's what made like GTA 5, like the map so boring is it was just today. Like step outside, go to the city. Like that's what it is. There was nothing like crazy. Like Vice City. We went around doing cocaine in the eighties. We didn't get to live that. It, the yeah. in, in, what was it? What was what was the city in number five? Los Santos. Um, that's Los Santos, which is Los the, Santos, the same place as San Andreas, like the original. Like, but it, uh, I don't know. It just it it felt yeah hollow. And you're right. If they do lean into the whole thing of like, how many buttons do I have to press to start a car? Is it going to be like yeah, open like, the door with one button and start it up to put your seatbelt on? Oh, you didn't put your seatbelt on. Now you're going to fly out the window like. I don't like think. I really don't think you have to worry about that. I mean, um, Red Dead Redemption really Two I, is yeah. my favorite Rockstar game by far. Um, I, I don't have. Well, I do have emotional attachment to different GTA games and things like that. I don't. I don't enjoy them a whole heap. They're not the kind of things I enjoy. Um, but I feel like you know GTA Five. You got that fun. You got dumb South Park humor that isn't 
that tries to think it's self-aware, but it really isn't. Um, it is not. <laughs> and I, I, I like South Park just fine, but um, I don't know. Something about GTA Five was a little too mean-spirited, you know? <laughs> um, like the torture scene. I was like, what was that? Yeah. And, um, well, Trevor has a character. The, Fuck the, him off. He's a shit character. This, so one-dimensional. That's the thing with those you know those first three games like there was this kind of cartooniness about them that's which made the insanity more palatable yes and i I want that in six it's like i'm a prude or anything like it's just like it just isn't my cup of tea you know like but i might but lots of people do love that teenagers love that no but i I think (laughs) i think you raise a really good point there kills because like there is uh, what a lot of people refer to as two current distinct generations of GTA games, which is, you know, the the first 3D games, the proper 3D games, GTA 3, San Andreas, and Vice City. And then you have the HD games, which is more modern day oh, settings, I'm- slightly more, I want to say gritty, but not really. Um, Cinematic. Know, what was that, sorry? They're a little bit more cinematic as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's yeah. actually a really good word for it. Mm. And I think part of the charm of these, th- like the first three 3D games, is that they are goofy. Like the original protagonist for GTA 3 doesn't talk. He is entirely mute the whole time. And he gets like betrayed, backstabbed, shot, fucked up, like constantly. He is fucked over at every corner and he just, yeah doesn't say anything about it and that is kind of funny and there's a few jokes that play off of that san andreas you've got cj who is you know he escaped you know the the gang life he got away from it and now he's been pulled back into it and he's gonna bitch and whine about it the whole time but it's (laughs) funny that's what made cj good he didn't want to be doing anything that he did but then you get the new one and it's like Michael, your dickhead son stole your boat. I'm gonna chase him with a goddamn gun. <laughs> like, yeah, on the other hand, what, like what if, was it, that? if they could really lean into that drama, just, this is just coming from somebody who really loved Red Dead too. Like, there's moments of that game. Like, I think back to and like, I get choked up or like, you know, it feels little twangs in my heart. Um, I feel like it's not the avenue they're going to go down, but much like you guys were saying, like a, a smaller open world, give it more detail. Let me go into fast food restaurant bathrooms like GTA four. That blew my mind. I yeah. love that. That, well, that yeah. That's memorable. That's a next gen moment. Um, that's the thing you brought up. Sorry. But that like, is my biggest want with GTA six. Well, yeah. More but I mean, curious. that's what they did with red dead two. And that's what I found really appealing. You could open every cabinet. You could open every drawer. It was like Shenmue. But blowing up for next gen, you know, and I love, I love, I loved that, you know, um, like that's what I want to see moving forward. Um, that's what I want to see from Rockstar with a developer of that budget. Um, I just don't think GTA is the franchise for me. And I don't think it's the franchise to tackle um, some of these more nuanced, um, you know, politics or themes or um, it's not a smart. Yeah, it doesn't want to ponder on mortality. Yeah. It wants to fucking yeah. It wants to kill off the main character and make you laugh at it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's kind of. Uh, I always found it really it's weird in um in you know in GTA Four when you play as Nico. He's like, I I'm just an immigrant who moved to America. I just want a peaceful life. 
GTA Four around the rock launch. It's like, oh, like, oh, come on! And GTA Five, I just blew up like the the, the head of Facebook, and now I'm going to sit by the pool and just talk about, oh, I want to get out of the criminal life. Then why were they just walking around, you know, gunning everyone down? Like that's where I think like the writing of GTA Four did appeal to me a bit more. You know, I feel like it really nailed that. It, it was heavy. You know, it was intense. There was some more, I don't know, interesting plot twists. You know. Um, they should have stuck that in a Red Dead game instead. That's God damn it. GTA no. needs to be the story mode of video games. Shallow and full of dick jokes. Absolutely. That's what it already <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. I just say, so when you said GTA 4 should be more like Red Dead, I've imagined um, somebody coming up to you in Red Dead and be like, do you want to go bowling? Yeah. You know what, you know what I mean? Like, like GTA 4 was a more contemplative game. You know, I had quiet moments. Yes. Yeah. It didn't feel yeah, the need absolutely. to throw these big things in your face every five seconds and that's awesome and that's why like, i think that's any of it <laughs> but i mean like gta 5 has some memorable moments from what i've played of it that i really enjoyed doing like dumb silly I've, stuff i've played um, through gta 5 twice now um i think i'm halfway through like my third playthrough um damn. and it's weird it's not because I, I i'm never sat there going oh yeah i absolutely need to play through this again because it was such a good time it's because i'm sat there going Oh, I want to fuck around and do this particular yeah. thing. But I want to, to get there, I, do that. I need to do this. And so, okay, I'll get through this part of the story. Then I can go fuck about with the jet skis, which don't spawn until after you do this mission. Or walk into the military base with this, because you don't unlock it until this point in the game, and things like that. And I think GTA and uh, Red Dead should be entirely separate approaches to game design where I agree. Red Dead is such a meticulously designed game and you can have it be that okay press that button to start skinning the animal then you move the control stick to finish it and then you press that button to put it into your bag or whatever whatever bullshit rock style like yeah this will fluff out the game for another 20 hours perfect um it's uh, GTA should be a arcadey experience almost yeah I think that you want to play with your friends driving I think that applies it, to the driving. A bunch of logic puzzles. I want to see, can I hook up 12 tow trucks to each other and go to the top of Mount Chiliad? Because I tried to do it in San Andreas. I think Nothing in number five made me want to try stuff like that. I actually think a good right. direction for GTA 5, and it's actually um, something that I find fascinating about like the Saints Row franchise, um, throughout all the hits and misses that's had. Um, the and cocaine played, approach. The cocaine <laughs> approach. Um, no, meaningful rewards. Fun rewards. Um, Reward me for doing things um, and reward me with fun content. Um, It's enjoyable to be able to hang out with somebody in a mission, um, seeing Rick Astley at the top of your lungs in a car with somebody while you just drive them around to pick up weed or something. And then they become your homie and you can summon them or something or you can hang out with them. GTA with the personality of Far Cry. Would they give you big, dumb, bombastic rewards stuff but you can play it however you want? Perhaps. Far Cry is stuff you can really Far mess Cry. around with. Far Cry or Just Cause? No, because Just Cause was very, very shallow. Very, very shallow. That game was... Nah. And yeah. I... But before we start to wrap up, I've got two requests I want for this game and I have two questions for you guys. Okay. First up, like we, we were just talking about all of the um, music and talk shows in the game. If you're going to make a modern game i need to be able to listen to music and podcasts like story but if you get podcasts available on spotify and itunes at all times 
I want to be able to walk around with headphones in like they did in Watch Dogs. Oh, that was dude. one of the coolest things mm. they did in Watch Dogs. You yeah. walk around and you would go up to you, you know, to the, to the cemetery, and I'm listening to the audition. Okay, I'm like, oh, this is like a pop punk funeral. This is great. Um, second thing is, like you said, Keelan, smaller maps, but I want more interior locations. I remember interior locations was meant to be a thing that we were getting. We're going to get more of. And I only clicked probably playing Last of Us 2. That all they did, look, and Last of Us 2 has a few areas you can explore. They just got better at hiding like they, they, they buried exactly. the locked doors within environmental storytelling. So no longer is there just a locked door. There's a couch in front of it now. No longer can you not open this, you know, this thing. There's some rubble. All the, all the latch is broken. That's not good. I still know that I can't go into these buildings. Um, GTA's always, always bugged because there are some doors you can go into and some doors you can't open it all up or have legitimate reasons why, why you can't go in. Or make it so you can break a window. Give me something. Make it a small map if you need to. Now, two questions. GTA V, a few years after it came out, had a um, they have the third person view and the first person view. You guys want that again? I knew people who exclusively played yes. in the first person view when that became a thing. Exclusively. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys played it? I've tried and it makes me motion sick. Not for me. It, it, it's really strange. It's very dark. You can very much tell it's a game not made for this. I remember when they first did it, they were saying they had to slow the character down because third person view when you're running, it's you know it makes sense. But if you suddenly are at the same eye level as the character, you're running like 200 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and they had this, so you actually much, everything goes much slower when you swap between the angle. It was a fascinating little video that I saw. That's awesome. Um, I like the idea. I love having the choice. Yeah, I like the yeah, idea. Look, I like the choice. Having the choice yeah. in there from the get-go is probably the best option for it. Come here. I wouldn't even mind if at some, some point it forced you to play that. You could do some really good, Absolutely. like... Absolutely. Absolutely. Emotional moments in the game when you're first person. Like, you're actually having to do something hard. But do you want emotions done- from GTA? <laughs> do you really want emotions? I mean... Eh. Yes and no. San Andreas has some mud moments. Yeah, they, exactly. They can do emotion. You can you can still be silly and a bit off the wall and very tongue in cheek, but still have an emotional payoff in the end. They they aren't mutually exclusive concepts. They are yakuza. You know, actually a very good example. Yeah, that's a very good example. Like, that's perfect. You can, you can do on. that. You can get away with it. And yeah. obviously, um, it's harder to do than you know if you go directly down one route or the other but i don't see before why we wrap not. up i'm gonna go around to each of you and i want a month and a year okay when do we get gta 6 uh, i don't know why i, I kind of paused there because i thought somebody was gonna say something but i realized i didn't go around the room josh yeah. <laughs> i reckon we're gonna get it late 2024 I'm writing these down. Now, I need a month. This is going to be um, specific. This is the October, next point in the next story mode games. October 28th, 2024. Lock Ooh, it in. Day as well. Day and day. Ooh. All right, Sai? Uh, kind of hard to disagree with Josh's fair estimate there, but I'm actually going to push it further. Ooh. I'm going to say um, September 2027. 
2027. Yep. Dude, they're remastering it this time. Yeah. Like this isn't just a PS4 port. They're re they're remastering the masterpiece from 2013 on your PlayStation 5. Oh, wait, wait. They're going to yeah, get five you- years out of that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. The point. Yeah. yeah Damn exactly. it. Like, exactly. G- GTA Online Simon, is you're too something. busy making money at the moment for them to go, okay, let's, hey, look, here's the new shiny product. They're too busy pumping shit into GTA Online. Hmm. Um, I-, I did a bit of maths with my one. Sorry to jump in. I think it was sorry it for being was, a fucking nerd. <laughs> nerd with your numbers. It was uh, eight, eight years uh, between the release of Red Dead 1 and um, Red Dead 2. So if they're releasing the the GTA re- 5, re- what is it, the, the port over to the new gen consoles this year, I've just added a few extra dates in. It's 2026, November 2026. Nice. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Uh, why, do, why do I make this so specific? Because I forgot that I have to answer this as well. Um, it's February 2026 after being delayed from um, October 2025. You reckon don't we're want- going to see it in four years or yep. less then? I don't want to... They, like- they've been making... They've been doing this remake, like kind of under... You know, in the, oh, in the wait, background, nobody's really known about it until now. State. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking oh. about the, the GTA 6. So okay, yeah. we don't even know how far the GTA 6 has developed. They could be kind of far along here. I don't want to launch into another discussion, um, but uh, it was said that 2K is getting kind of antsy with Rockstar um, and they're slow, kind of. <laughs> um, they're not really releasing games. They're releasing one game a generation, really. Um, they've gotten really complacent i think um and they need a bit more of a fire underneath they're resting on their laurels they need to yeah, dude get a max pain four out there I don't know. <laughs> red dead 2 amazing but quite a criticized game i think the long the more time that passes from that game everyone seems to be like oh wait we can start nitpicky it was a technical marvel but there's a lot of issues with it i think rockstar needs to kind of you know I'm, kind I'm, of uh put their cards on the table again and be like the PS2 got three GTA games. GTA 5 got three PlayStation games. Uh, three PlayStation <laughs> generations. <laughs> it's been a good boy. Get all the games. But, thinking of good boys, we've all been good boys. We've given you a good episode. So, how about, how about that? We should wrap that one up. So, if you want to hear more episodes of, of, of this quality antenna, we're on Spotify and iTunes. <laughs> Subscribe and leave us a review. Um, as always, a big thank you to the podcast, the, the podcast network, the fan critical podcast network, to be <laughs> to be precise. Um, you can find them on all good podcast services. It's got a great bunch of new shows. They're also on Patreon, like I mentioned earlier. So jump in there, check a couple of bucks their way, get access to a bunch of bonus shows. We of course have our website, slowmogaming.com. Josh has put up recently put up some fantastic articles. Um, like you said before, the the internal battle battle you're having with yourself about going between PS4 and PS5 titles. Tell me I'm crazy, internet. So. Tell me I'm crazy. You're crazy. crazy. <laughs> We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Stormod AUS. We're also on Twitch at that same address. You can jump on Twitch and give us a follow you there. Um, watch us play some games. Watch us record these podcasts live. Uh, you just missed out on the story mode games where we all played each other to find out who were the champions. Of Squirty Creams mode. for life. Squirty Creams versus the Stone Bones because of uh, some very questionable judgment. 
The Squirty Creams won, but there's three of them. Hey. Simon, yeah. Sean, and Chris. They're going to have to dress each other creams. pretty soon to find who, who, who wins. <laughs> and you know what? Josh may just be the wild card in that one. That is fair. Yeah. Done and done. I've just decided I can just make up rules. You know what? I'm also the wild card in there. But I love them. Let's see how that goes. Uh, all right, Dumbledore, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you again to uh, Lachlan, who was a commentator. You can go find that whole stream online um, on, on uh, Twitch. It was a very, very fun time. And there's a few edits online that will be coming, uh, coming up shortly. But with that, uh, everyone, it's everyone, thank you for joining. Thank you. you had fun. Thank you. Thank um, you. Everyone in the chat, cheese sticking around, and everyone listening at home. Thank you for listening. Hope you had some fun. Hope you hope you're thinking about to yourself. You know, what do you want from GTA Six? Come and tell us on social media. Um, but be safe, play some games, and we'll catch you next time. Mwah. Bye. 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 Love ya. No.